Hello everyone, welcome to Harmonic Heart. We're a music blog dedicated to showcasing musicians, stories and talent. I'm your host, Chris Millette. I'm excited to have my guy, my brother, Pada Casey Slade on today for a Harmonic Heart interview. Yes, Pada yes, Casey yes. is a singer, songwriter, guitarist and percussionist based in the DMV, so welcome. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me so much, Chris. I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, man. I'm, so I'm really cool to be here. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, you know, and you know you're a good guy, and yeah, just glad to have you on. <laughs> I appreciate it. Appreciate it. We say I'm good. Good to you. Yeah. I tell everybody, you know, I'm, you know, I love everyone, and uh, I'm nice to those who are who love as well. So, you know. Not really across the board, but, but <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, I, I appreciate feel the love. You. Yeah, I feel the love, and yeah, that is something you know that I will want to you know talk about in, in a little later. Oh, cool, <laughs> cool. I like talking about love, man. <laughs> sweet, sweet. Yeah, you know, I think we can start with you know you sharing you know where you're from and the music you listen to you know growing up. Oh, all right. Um, well, as Chris said, how you doing? I'm Potter Casey Slade. I'm from, born and raised in Silver Spring, Maryland. And uh, that's in the DMV area. And um, growing up, I, uh, you know, my parents listened to, you know, a lot of, you know, old school, you know, the Percy Sledge, a lot of gospel, a lot of gospel music. And um, so that's where my love for gospel, you know, one of my top groups are, you know, Mighty Clouds of Joy, you know, I'm more into old school, traditional gospel, you know, I do like, you know, Kurt Franklin and all that, but, you know, my style is, you know, country gospel, you know, Carolina. And um, growing up, you know, going from gospel, you know, I got really heavy into hip hop. And so, you know, with hip hop, you know, Wu-Tang, Onyx, Outkast, you know, Newer hip hop artists, you know, Future, Two Chains, Drake, kinda, you know, but I'm more old school, you know, and um, and I think that that kind of comes out, and oh, and definitely, definitely, I I would feel remiss if I didn't say this, go go, hundred percent, go 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 go, right, <laughs> definitely, and that's where. I find myself with a lot of my music um, with a percussion, mm -hmm. you know, where I, where I feel like, the, you know, I hear, cause you know, I think, you know, when it comes down to, you know, the music I listen to, and it's a, it's a and you do this very well, Chris, you know, cause you, you know, you're hip hop, but you also play the acoustic guitar, right? So you're like a folk hip hop guy, or something, <laughs> right? And you do, and you do a great, and I've been trying to uh, blend those two, you know, and so sometimes it comes out like metal music, right? And, uh, but um, yeah, so, you know, a lot of go-go, a lot of hip hop, and, um, you know, for my soul and my sanity, a lot of gospel. Oh, I love it, I love it. Um, yeah, that brings us to a nice point, you know, so, you know, from listening to these different genres, how did you get into being a musician yourself? Growing up, as you know, a lot of us can go back to gospel, but you know, my mom really loved the organ. And so she, you know, she had me taking piano lessons and I wasn't necessarily a fan, to be honest with you, at that age, because I wanted to be outside and playing with, you know, my friends and playing sports and everything. And then with hip hop, you get into, you know, beats and you get, you know, and I was always into kind of like poetry, right? And so you're getting writing lyrics, and that's a beautiful way to express yourself, right? Because I found that with hip hop, you know, you can go as true as you want to go, and you can go as hard as you want to go, right? And you can have that release. And I think that um, on this journey, trying to find that blend with a guitar and and music has been. It's been kind of tough, but I think that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm seeing the rhythm and, you know, and being able to express, because in hip hop, you can say a whole lot of words right. in one verse. <laughs> I haven't been able to figure out how to play chords and, right, <laughs> and right. you know, 
drop that many lyrics in a uh, verse, but uh, it's a cool journey, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we met at the Raw Rhythms um, open mic, and, you know, that was just a really great open mic of, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> yes. And, yes, and, um, yeah, and I think that uh, the open mics and especially the Raw Rhythms and uh, the other ones that we have throughout the uh, district, is uh, such a beautiful blessing for the fact that, you know, for me personally, you know, I'm kind of weird. You know, I don't want to say I'm like one of these artists that are weird about their music, but you know, I'm kind of new to it, right? So to hear myself, to see myself, I'm like, man, look at this Bama right here. And I was like, oh, that's me, <laughs> right? But to be out in, um, you know, with other people and hear their expression, right? And the love, the love is weird, man. And I don't want to say weird, but it's, you know, not the, you know, serious in a direction, weird direction, but um, the past four years, how things have been, but Mm -hmm. to still be in an environment where there's natural love, Mm -hmm. that that's the weird part, right? And that's one of the things why I enjoy doing it, right? It's a freedom of expression, but you also get get other people's expression and just the love that you have between other artists is so cool. Mm Yeah, I agree. And yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, in a bit, I'll, you know, ask you, you know, to go into depth about your experience, you know, in the, the BNB scene. I think, um, you know, before we started, we were kind of talking about the nourishing nature. And I felt like, you know, you know, overall, right. you know, I love the, yeah, the BNB scene. And one thing I appreciate about that raw rhythms open mic um, was it really had just very nourishing energy. And I think, you know, it was in a vegan cafe. Yes. And, um, you know, and I, I bring it up because that's, you know, when we met and, you know, see your point, you know, because again, like you mentioned, like, you know, I am doing this acoustic singer songwriter folk thing and, you know, incorporating hip hop and, you know, doing the guitar thing, there's people who, you know, love that and that's their style. And then I, you know, can also see people getting lost in it or getting bored, you know, in the crowd sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah. yeah, you know, when I saw, so that's why when I saw you perform <laughs> and you had the, the guitar and you were going crazy on the guitar and you had the percussion and drums, I was like, yo, this guy is wild. This is crazy. So talented. <laughs> like, this is genius. You're too nice. Too nice. <laughs> I was like, I this appreciate, is what we I appreciate need. it. Like, yes, because he has the guitar going off and he's incorporating that drum percussion element that people can really feel in their chest and like hold on to. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was right. Amazing. And I figured that right. And I figured that we're all playing the music that we hear in our head and in our heart. Right. And they, and like you said, you know, I know some people who or killer dare get up and Spanish finger pick, don't need to say a word, just destroy it, right? And that's what they hear, right? And I think, like, even like with yourself, right? You know, I believe that you play the guitar, but you hear these hip hop lyrics that are coming out, right? And the beats that you make, you hear that, right? And it's just trying to, especially in an open mic where you can't have like an orchestra behind you, right? Mm-hmm. Or beside you, shall I say. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to express all of these sounds that you're hearing in your head. So it's like if I show up and I get two songs, you know, I mean, I want to just make all of them an acoustic guitar song because I'm more than just that, right? Yeah, and yeah. so you're trying to just express yourself as fully as possible in the time that you have. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Can you tell us some more about, you know, your experience? Well, yeah, well, learning guitar and then also learning to use, you know, that percussion and drums and you know, how long you've been doing that and, you know, kind of what your experience has been like coordinating it. Um, so uh, with guitars, singing and all of that, I've been doing that for um, a little over three years. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a interesting journey. It's been a good journey, right? But it's an interesting journey, right? Because I think like, with anything that we do, we do not, you know, we want to be good now. Because I definitely want to be good now, right? And I found throughout this journey, the better, uh, the better I become, the um, 
the further I feel I'm from my destination Ooh. kind of Ooh. thing, right? Ooh. You know, because I think that we have, um, you know, when we start off, we have these small steps that we're looking, you know, I want to play these chords. I want to play the chords clean. I want to be able to sing and play. But then once you can do that, now, you know, you're starting to, you know, hear, like I say, hear these different sounds. So I feel that, um, I feel it's a journey that is, that you definitely have to dig with deep, deep within yourself, mm. right? Because I think that sometimes we can get caught up and I do it myself, you know, you hear someone and, you know, they're better than you. And so you start to judge yourself and be like, you know, hey, you know, I need to hurry up and get there, but you're not even doing that style of music. Right. Right. <laughs> and so, and I think that with this, one of the, the best thing about this journey is, you know, it taught me to um, just stay on my path. Hmm. And what I've learned with staying on my path is it allows me to be able to appreciate what everybody else is doing. Right. Hmm. Cause I'm now, I'm not comparing. Right. Right. Exactly. I'm not listening for mistakes, not to say I'm that type of person. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I listen for mistakes in my own stuff. And 100 mm-hmm. percent of the time I do something, there's a mistake in there. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it just allows me to appreciate appreciate everyone else's style and what they're offering and their expression. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm not comparing myself. It's like, you know, if I get up here and I know these three chords, I'm going to hit these three chords. And because I feel like I'm more entertaining. Mm-hmm. then someone will say, oh, he's a great guitarist or he's a great singer. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I would appreciate, you know, if someone came and listened to me play with a band or with not a band, I want them to be able to close their ears and just appreciate the experience, right? Even the other people in the room, mm-hmm. right? Appreciate the vibe. Right. And then when you leave, you know, you don't got to talk about me, but like, yo, that was a good spot. You know, I had a good time last mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Because, you know, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, just the, the experience connecting with other people. Um, yes. Know, for sure, for yeah. sure. And, yeah, definitely, you know, that resonates with me, you know, what you're sharing. Um, yeah, just because, you know, just in different ways. Um, you know, I guess as a specific example, you know, I started off, you know, just doing acoustic guitar um, and singing, right. you know, at least as a public musician, um, you know, because I, I wasn't yeah, able yeah. to like have the beats behind me and type of thing. So, um, you know, I had, I, you know, I, I would receive some messages of like, you know, let's, you know, give us some more energy type of thing, you know, and you know, after a while, oh, I see what you're of, saying. yeah, you know, that would kind of, I see what you're saying. You know, yeah, like, great on me a little bit. Um, but I think, or even, you know, could, could ultimately lead to feelings of like me just alone as I am, isn't good enough type of thing. So, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the, right. And I think the big lesson in that is, you know, I think Billy Gibbons, ZZ Top, um, lead singer guitars, mm-hmm said that one of the things that I was read his autobiography and one of the things he said is his father said, just play the music that you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Right. And I do the same thing, right. Because I feel like with social media, you know, you kind of, you know, you get your little, you know, 10, 20, hundred followers. Right. And you start mm-hmm. changing saying, Hey, what do they want? Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of, you know, kind of staying in your lane. And I think that, and it's the same with me, you know, sometimes when you're out and you feel like you get you receive criticism it makes because you know because we're so vulnerable putting ourselves out yeah right and i you know and i feel that especially when you're putting like your own songs your own music (laughs) and i think that um but you know what i think you you take it in stride because there's definitely going to be i always feel like this i feel like if someone comes up to you and if, if say so, say something for some there's a part of them that is that admires you okay. part of them that is kind of envious over you and a part of them is trying to help right right, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. and i think that um you know and it's just however we take it and however we use it you know mm-hmm. as long as we don't internalize it right because yeah. like you say we judge ourselves enough <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i like that breakdown too of um you know that you know aspect of admiring envy and then also trying to help i think that's really real and you know to your point um 
I would say at least, especially in the past year, leaning into, you know, myself a lot more and my, you know, natural qualities, you know, you're talking about staying in your own lane. So yeah, just leaning into like, yeah, like it's, it's right. going to be a calm show. Like it's going to be s- some soothing vibes. Like that is what it is. And like, this is what it is. Yeah, li- you know, looking to, so I've been like studying a lot more Sade or like watching Janae Aiko videos and like, you know, kind of taking in or studying, you know, the calm, you know, singers before me type of thing. And, Right. No, and I, and I feel and I feel like it's funny, right? Because I feel like if someone gets up there and let's say that they are an amazing singer or an amazing guitarist, mm-hmm. there is still a group of people that's going to be in the crowd that's going to be like, you know what? This is not my thing. Yeah. Literally. You know, because that's how music is, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how really how good you are. It's just how it fits in your soul. And, it, and you know, and it's okay for what we do not to be everybody's thing because we recognize that we don't necessarily make it for everybody. Yeah, yeah. You know, to be right. truthful, you know, we want people to appreciate it, mm-hmm. right? But when we're sitting down and coming up with it, this is our soul coming out, right? We're not yeah. sitting here like, yeah. hey, I wonder what Karen, well, not Karen, but <laughs> no. I wonder what such and such <laughs> is going to think about this, right? You know? Right. So. Yeah, you know, definitely, literally, you know, it's our soul, it's our, our innermost self and our innermost expression, and, you know, you know, we're artists that that share that honesty and, and vulnerability right. um, for yeah. ourselves and, you know, also, you know, for those that can relate to, to relate to it and can resonate with you. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I agree. so, yeah, I feel like, I think, you know, I like to think about, um, you know, when we're, you know, when we're making a song, it's like, you know, we're making art and then when we're, um, you know, performing a song, it's about an experience. And I, I feel like, you know, we touched on that, you know, in terms of when right. we're writing and things, we're just trying to create, you know, craft this beautiful expression. And then, but when we're performing, we're just trying to create an experience, you know, for, for other people to vibe to um, and appreciate. Very true, very true, right? And everybody's style and performance isn't for everything. Right, and and it, and it isn't it isn't for every venue, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and that's you know and that's uh that's cool and, and it's cool to be able to make you know to be able to interchange, but um but to change like you said to go out and change what you do right it's like it's kind of like somebody to tell to tell me say hey uh, like kind of like the opposite of you hey you should relax a little bit mm-hmm. right it's like it's like no because this is my expression mm-hmm. right and you know and I think that as with anyone we we need to be able to love ourselves after we're done with our performance and look back you know not even look back and say you know what i went out and did what i intended to do mm-hmm. and then whatever people say again she's like you know what i'm happy with it so sorry thank you for coming right. and you know and we haven't, I, well, I haven't gotten to the point of selling any tickets yet. So, <laughs> you know, if I'm doing something, you know, you can always get your check and dip. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, you know, exactly. And I think, you know, it's really, you know, important because, you know, it takes a lot to, to keep going and to keep putting ourselves out there and, um, yes. you know, being persistent. So, um, yeah, just having that appreciation for ourselves um, is, is important. And, um, you know, I, an interesting thing that I found as well is because of the situations I put myself in, there have been times where like, I literally performed an open mic and I got some, you know, feedback that, you know, the person was trying to help me and, you know, but I was taking that as like, hey, that was a good so- way to look at it. <laughs> that was a good way to look at it. Yeah, they're just trying to help me. <laughs> but the next day I was like I suck what am I doing what am I thinking about and like literally that next morning I was in choir practice where I had to sing and it was like the insecurity I had was around me singing and it was like I literally had to like push through that um, and continue singing and it went well right. so it's like that's me kind of thickening my skin by you know moving forward even right. when I was having these negative thoughts and feelings about my own abilities so I think you know even if you know you feel like you suck it's helpful to just even keep pushing through that as well it is 
Um, and I will, and I will say, I will also say with that is um, for myself, and I've just really, really dug into this during the pandemic, is that if you feel that way, or you don't feel that way, right? So if you're saying like, you know what, I'm killing it, and you feel like you suck, I think that one of the levels of truth still comes down to training, right? You know, so if you're training your voice, if you're studying your instrument with your voices or if you play something else if you're just if you're training i think that's where the confidence for myself comes in right because it's like all right at least i'm doing things the legit way right i'm just not like trying to like match my ear you know i'm doing my soul fidge i'm doing this i'm doing that right and i'm pushing myself so at, at minimum you may not like my style mm -hmm. but i'm definitely pushing to be in tone be in tune Mm, mm, you know what I mean? Because yeah. if you're in tune, then it's like, you know what? You may not like how I was saying, but you know what? <laughs> Just like your facial expression. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, you know, in our previous interview, we had on Shirley DeWine, and, you know, she's the you know, founder of Just Rock Enterprises. They do music lessons. And, you know, she was saying, yeah, an, an important aspect of, you know, putting yourself out there as a musician is, is to have lessons. Um, and to have that training, so um, yeah, you know, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, yeah, this is you know, been great. You know, I yeah, you know, one thing I'll say about you and and I, you know, I guess I think similarly as well. It's you know, it's a full you know, you just you overall as a person as as a whole package. So you know, in terms of you know, you've got the the great guitar playing going you've got the percussion you have like the quality of your voice thank you thank you yes you know and like kind of the the raspy nature and just the quality it's very just warm it's the pain it's ah. the pain <laughs> <laughs> and you know the song choices that um, you choose the topics you sing about the vulnerability and then also just the positivity and affirmations you bring it's like all of that together is what oh, you're presenting cool. you know to people so at least from my perspective i really appreciate that you know that's I appreciate it. You know, all of you and that's kind of that is you know all ties into the experience and you know that's what we're taking you we experience right I, I really appreciate it right because i think that um as we're out here and as we're doing what we're doing we know that there's more more people will come up and say something negative to you than say something positive, right? Because it takes a lot of, you know, a lot of gumption to go up and, and, and really get somebody like, yo, you know, I really appreciate what you, you know, it's a, like this is personal connection, right? And, and so I really appreciate what you just said right there because when you have someone that you admire as well and they give you that amount of love, yeah then I can, I can go through obstacles of hate. I don't care about that, you know? Cause we all do this to rub somebody the wrong way anyway, right? It's like, oh, you don't like my stuff? Yeah, get out of here. All right, you're good, you're good. Right, you know, you know cause we all like that edge. And so, but when we receive that genuine appreciation, then, you know, that's the affirmation that it's like, you know, and okay, I'm, I'm not just, you know, running up this mountain, yeah. you know, just cause. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, happy to. Um, yeah, you know, I'd like to talk about, you know, some more about, yeah, your experience being, you know, just in the DMV scene. We've touched on it a bit. And yeah, I think one thing that, you know, I'm amazed by, or, you know, just appreciate and admire is just, you know, all the talented people um, oh, artists, you know, in the DMV and also, yeah, just these experiences, you know, that we've had with open mics and, you know, we're in COVID, so, you know, we're, you know, fighting to save our venues right now and things like that. Um, right. But, um, yeah, you know, speak to, you know, your experience, you know, so far in the DMV music scene. So, yeah, so the DMV music scene, that is, um, that is probably, and I, I haven't been to, you know, other places, you know, I haven't been to the New York music scene or, you know, Seattle or Nashville or anything else like that. But I definitely feel like 
the DMV music scene is probably one of the most underrated music scenes, you know, in this country, potentially in the world, because, you know, everybody wants to hear our music, right? And I think that um, it's unfortunate because, you know, being in this area and creating is so much inspiration, right? And sometimes that inspiration to be, you know, 100. Sometimes that inspiration can be overbearing. Like as we talked prior, you know, you start judging yourself, right? You start comparing yourself. And I think that when you recognize that, you know, for people like us, right? I'm, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but when you have something that sits on your mind and sits on your heart and you want to get it out, right? There is a, um, a level of truth that you have to put yourself out there, but with the scene, you know, like with the open mic scene, you know, it's so much love, so much support, you know, these venues that we have, that we are able to uh, perform in, you know, is like once in a lifetime experiences a lot of times that we have, right? And this is just for open mic. Like, you know, I'm willing to get up here and express myself. And you're on a stage and people are listening and, you know, and it's, and it's, and it's so cool. And I think that one of the things that, unfortunately, I know I don't give enough credit to are the open mic hosts, mm. right? Because, you know, I don't know how they procure these venues, you know, and what they offer. And I think that in this time of um, the coronavirus, it is tough because we don't necessarily get that interaction Right. that we have but i think it's also a beautiful time because i think the interaction that we have if you have it it is genuine mm. right because now it's not us just saying all right you know what i want to grab my guitar and go out and just hang out at this place and sing a song right now is you know we have to be deliberate you know if you're getting online and doing something right you're online and you're sitting there staring at your computer what you've done for the whole day right <laughs> you know so you're like i'm back on it you know and i think that um but it's something beautiful that we have here. It is competitive. Mm -hmm. I will yeah. I will say that. And I think that's just because I'm a competitive person, right? Because I think that it's good to keep pushing, you know? And I think that, you know, if we all posted our first beats or our very first song that we ever sung, we'd be like, oh, I don't think so, <laughs> right? But that competitiveness has us where we are right now, right? Yeah. And it's going to end what it's driving. And I feel that um, it's a, one of the things that I really do hope is that the music scene remains the same. I really can't speak on venues because I recognize that, you know what, um, open mic hosts, they don't own the venue, right? So if the venue goes, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, but I feel that um, I hope it comes back as plentiful as it is because you can literally, um, have a gig schedule just doing open mics seven days a week right yeah yeah for real you know and uh and i know many people who do that right you know they seven days a week they're at there's some venue performing and uh and i think it's uh i think it's beautiful you know and i feel that um music here is so great you know we'll make it go though <laughs> <laughs> right right man and yeah, and you know, and I guess for the people that you know, aren't so familiar, you know, Gogo is just so known for the drums, and then and you, yes. you incorporate, you know, the like drum beats into your performance. So I think that's awesome. <laughs> yes, and you know, and I feel that with the, um, and I think also with the open mic scene here, or just doing open mics in general, I think it makes you check your ego. Mm. Right. And what I mean by this is, you know, you can go to one place and they just happen to have a mixer, microphone, uh, monitors, all of these things right here. Right. So your sound. Right. Like we we're talking about, you know, I don't, I don't want I'm not calling out any names. But I just call out a venue like going to Songbird. Right. And in the reverberation in that and that feeling that you have. Right. And then you can go to another place like, you know, any type of coffee shop. Right. Mm -hmm that has a killer vibe, killer vibe. But you know what, you may get up there and there may be no microphone mm -hmm. and there may be no plug in, right? So you have to stand right. there and mm -hmm. 
And so the, the cool thing about it is, is, you know, you'll find yourself, if you're new into it, you'll find yourself complaining about that, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, you know, I, ain't I couldn't hear myself and all these things, right? And so my suggestion, kind of steering a little bit, but my suggestion, right, and it's so beautiful, is because I did it a couple years, is um, I tell everybody to street busk, mm -hmm. to perform on the street. And I think the cool thing about that is, um, is that it, it can, it actually connects you to people, right? Because the, the truth is you, you may be sitting there and you may sing a song and, and you're like, yo, I just killed the song, right? You know, have tears come out of your own face, right? <laughs> and people are walking by, don't even look at you. Wow. Wow. Don't even look at you, right? And yeah. you may be playing a song, right? That you're unsure of, yeah. but it's kind of a popular song, right? Yeah. And people will recognize the song and they will come and stand in front of you and listen to you. And you're like, I'm not even sure if, if I'm saying this right, right? Mm -hmm. You know, because we all have that first performance. Yeah. And it, and so it makes everything internal. And, it, and, it, and so you recognize that it is just you and your space. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that that is, um, that's what the open mics give you more so than like, I would even say more so than jams. Mm -hmm or anything else, right? Because it's just you and your instrument up there, mm -hmm. right? So. Wow, oh, that's fascinating. Um, yeah, I've never bust before and it's something I've been interested in. Also something a little intimidated, you know. By it's very mind. intimidating. <laughs> We're not talking about little, it is very, right? Because, you know, it's also the thing about busking is you're really unsure of the law. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, so so the truth is when you go and busk, even if you have your permit or whatever else, right, you're, you're unsure of if everyone that is working the premises knows that you have a permit, right? right? Mm -hmm. So to go out there and pack up and then just sit there in your spot and just start belting out what you're going to do, mm -hmm. it, it, it is hugely intimidating, but I have to believe that it's the most intimidating stage that there is. Wow. But I also believe that if you're looking to play in front of thousands, mm -hmm. you need to play on the street corner. Okay, I like that. I like because because it, it, it makes you recognize that this is my spot. What I'm offering, some people like it, some people won't, mm -hmm. right? And I think it, it it definitely cements you in your path. Mm. That's awesome. We all feel like somebody's going to throw tomatoes or something, right? But nobody does, <laughs> right? Because people are weird. People people don't even um people are even weird about eye contact. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you sing the song, you look somebody in the eye, man. So it's so it's so super cool. And one of the things that I did that I recommend, mm -hmm. totally recommend, is when you go out there to two street busk, don't put a tip jar out. Okay. Don't put a tip jar out. Don't ask for anything. You know, you can average you can advertise yourself, right? Because who wouldn't want like you know, hey, come to my social media page where I have my stuff with all you know my good sounding stuff and all of that stuff right and you can find out more about me right but don't put a tip dryer right and and play and you'll find that if you move people they will try to give your dollar just say thank you and you can be like no i'm good i'm good right and that's one of the things that i did and um so it doesn't seem like you know there's no charity you know thank you for listening and if you stop and listen which not many people did Right, because it because it felt weird, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that um, but you know, it's it's all about our journey, right? Right. We're right. just appreciative that people appreciate it, mm -hmm. right? Right. Mm -hmm. But it's still, you know, not to be weird, but it still starts with self, right? And I don't know how you can do this without saying, you know, this is my expression, and just like a painter, right? You take their pain away. It's like, all right, how do you express yourself? You know, besides breaking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we, we need those those outlets. Um yeah, that's encouraging to hear about the busking. And you know, I think one thing I've noticed about the open mics that I think are really interesting is that each one has its own culture and vibe as well. So, you know, you oh, can yes. find that, you know, these type of songs work really well in this open mic, whereas they're looking for, you know, more of these styles of songs. So I, you know, and Wow, you know what? I never even thought about that. <laughs> That's brilliant. I never even thought about it. You know, but I have found that I've gone to, you know, a lot of places where they're brand, you know, I've never been there. And I will say the uh, rhythm and rhymes mm -hmm. that to be 100% honest, that hit me to a different scene that 
I don't, that filled my heart, right? Because, you know, before some of the places that I was going, you know, very loving, very loving, but I kind of felt like I was, you know, an outsider. Mm. I'll say that an outsider kind of coming into, you know, this, you know, this little niche that people have, but going to Rhythm and Rhymes was like, yo, there's, there's a different community yeah. that still I'm not, I'm not with appreciates and accepts. Hmm. Yeah, it appreciates. Uh, so it's, uh, so it's super cool. So they, so, you know, and then, you know, and even like the places that, you know, we met, right. You know, that, that's what started to get me to seek that, you know, there's, you know, like I don't want to call out any places, but you know, there's, there's just, you just have to seek if you have, like you said, a certain type of music that you want to express, you know, I definitely believe that any music that you want to express, express it everywhere, everywhere, right? So if you do hardcore hip hop, find a country bar and drop it, drop that joint, uh, turn my mic up, mic, you know, I'm a firm believer, firm believer in that, you know, I wouldn't say go out there and use a whole bunch of profanity or anything, right? But if you got like an expression, you, you know, you, you seek the people who, will boo you, right? Cause, cause you know, cause as you know, you do enough open mics, so much love that you start to question. Like, hey, there's a lot of pats on the back now, right? Cause like you said, I know I just didn't do that good, but everybody like, yo, good job, good job, right? But you know, you put yourself in tough situations and where, you know, and that's the street bus gonna do. Street, yeah, bus, right, <laughs> street right. bus people will do that. <laughs> street yeah. bus people will do that. So yeah, being unapologetically yourself, you know, in whatever space you're in. Mm -hmm. Right, you know, cause you know, I feel that we're in a time now where it is promoted mm -hmm. to be unapologetically yourself, right? And I feel that we, um, we give some a pass, but we don't give ourselves a pass. Right. To right. just say, this is who I am, right? And just accept the people that you're not gonna like this. You know, you're not gonna like who I am, right? But this is nothing new, right? I look at through my life, I'm like, you know what? I probably have more people who didn't like me than, than like me, right? So if somebody comes up to me now, it's like, yeah, I don't really like what you do. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you don't. I'm sure, you know, but like you said, the one person who shows appreciation and you're like, you know what? I feel your soul, I, you know, you're really legit. It makes it all worth it. Um, what have been some so, highlights well, during your journey? So, um, some of my highlights, my biggest highlights have been to perform, you know, outside of meeting people, right? Is to have a performance and, you know, you get off and it's business as usual, right? You get off, you pack your stuff up. And I've had, you know, one or two situations where one of the songs that, you know, the lyrics, you know, some of them will cover, so, you know, have come up and you know we're kind of in tears on um you know how the song connect and how i sung it you know seemed like it expressed to them and um so that was uh that was a huge huge highlight just for the fact that it made me realize not because they came up to me but it made me realize that i literally could be singing to one person in this room, regardless of how many people, one person, and I'm, you know, saying, I don't need nobody come up, you know, come up to me and say, hey, you know, I made some babies to your music, you know, I don't sing that type of music, right, but to have, to have that type of connection, right, where that, and, um, and also, this is weird, but, uh, not weird, I use the word weird, not in a, I'm just trying not to cuss. <laughs> so, um, uh, so this, but it's interesting. It's it's weird because I'm a, I'm going to express. You know, I'm expressing this is the, um, and one of my highlights was I, I remember where, where I was, but I'm not going to call out any names of places. But um, performing a song, performing one of my originals that I wrote of you know a uh, song of um, how I deal with depression and all of that, and coming to tears on my own song, and it's like yo you know, on stage and, you know, getting through it. Cause I'm not going to be, you know, <laughs> ain't going to be all that. Right. But, um, but being moved by something, my level of expression of something that I wrote. And so it was so intimate that, um, 
you know, these small little things is like, you know what, this is, this is my release, right? This is the way I could, this is what makes me smile. This is what allows me to smile, right? This is what allows me to have my duck feathers, all that stuff, you know, fall off. So, you know, I don't really have, you know, great, great moments yet, right? But I think those moments, and I think that um, as long as there's a intimacy with what we do, and as long as we are kind to ourselves while we're doing it, I think that makes the moments, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think that we all look back and be like, oh, I remember when I performed there, you have no idea what song you did. You had no idea how you did it, right? But you remember the energy and the experience. And I think that that is the, uh, that's the height of, uh, you know, thus far, you know, what I've done. But both of those sound like really powerful moments and experiences. Um, they were, they were, they were. And, you know, really, you know, I think just encapsulate, you know, the reason, the, the core reason that, you know, we're pursuing music. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's a, and it's a beautiful freedom of expression, right? And I think that, you know, kind of going back to hip hop, and I know everybody has their own slang, but I think that with hip hop, you know, and um, how we talk to each other, it is a, um, you can express yourself so powerfully without spelling it out, mm. you know, and, I mean, and that goes back to, you know, uh, the traditional gospel songs, you know, in the fields, you know, Harriet Tubman, communication and that, right, you know, you just saying something so loving, but it's so powerful because, you know, it's our expression of something totally different. You know, we can say, hey, a new day is coming. And people are like, yeah, you know, you go to sleep, wake up tomorrow, it's cool, right? But for us, you know, it might be <laughs> a whole new awakening, right? Yeah. And I think that, and it's just like how your expression right there, you know, you, somebody comes to you and say, yo, a new day's coming, I'm like, yeah, right, okay. Right, so, so, so just that phrase, right? And that's what makes music so powerful. Right or art creating something beyond just you know um, I don't know typing stuff mm -hmm. right unless you're typing a book you know because books are you know huge too right and I think that is uh, something that's so cool. Mm. I think you know one of the last things I wanted to talk about that I think I think you know that I hold dear to my heart is. Hmm. Yeah, I'd like to hear. <laughs> like to hear your okay. perspective. <laughs> like to hear your perspective on, you know, being men and black men and expressing emotions and expressing love. Cool. Um, yeah, I got to think of another thing, really, right? But I feel that. Let me see. So, I, so, I, so now I see why you are looking up because there's a lot that can be said that. All right, so I feel that as a as a black man in America now, let's say like we're coming up hard, right? I feel um, when it comes to us expressing ourselves, I feel that as a black man, I'm, I'm just gonna say it. So I'm okay. People won't be mad at me. That's fine. I feel that there's not necessarily a thus far a venue for us to express how we feel mm. for us to express our sensitivity yeah. for us to express our hurt yeah. because the crazy thing about it is everybody and i tell people all this all the time and i could be 100 percent wrong with this right but usually i'm not everybody is born with the same amount of feelings, right? So we have sensitivity, right? So what hurts you hurts this person, right? Nobody is, you know, above that. Now, how we handle it may be different, right? But feelings get hurt, you know, dreams get crushed, all of that. And I feel that we definitely need to express ourselves. We definitely need to talk. I know this is very, very unpopular in our community, but I'm a firm believer in talking to a counselor mm -hmm. because there's something great about expressing all your emotion. If someone's sitting there don't know you or your situation sitting there and like, you know what? You good, 
right? There's there's something about that where you're right, and you find the growth in that, right? And I think that um, I think we're in a we've always been in this great time, right? You know, and I I call it the time of women, right? But now we're in a huge time, right? Where we where you're gonna see these beautiful you know, different picture, right? Where you don't see women in, as we see in Congress and politics, you know, you know, I've always had, you know, I've getting out of college and I've always had female bosses, right? So for me, and you know, I had a great mom, great grandmother, right? So for me, this is old news, right? But to a lot of people, this is new. A lot of people, you know, this is brand new, right? And I feel that um, being that we're in this situation of growing to a level of equality, I think that as black men, we need to start expressing our feelings and more importantly, start expressing our hurt. You know, start expressing, you know, where, you know, because I think that's a lot of things, I'll speak for myself, when I write my songs, right? If there's like, you know, I don't write, you know, clever lyric stuff, right? I I try to go straight, straight there. Right. And um, and that's the only way I can express myself when I'm hurt. Right. I got to go. This is what hurt me. This is why I'm hurt. I don't know why it hurts me so much. But this is it. And I think that defining the uh, the place that you can express yourself where you don't have to defend why you're hurt. Right. Because I think that a lot of us humans in general, we hold space and we hold other people's pain. But a lot of us don't feel like we can. Um, express our pain to anyone, right? So a lot of us, you know, every time we sit down, somebody's telling us, telling us their problems, right? But then when we go to express, they always feel like, oh, you all right, you know, you got this, you got that, you got that. And it's like, dude, but I'm still human, right? And I go and I'll, you know, I'm not gonna make this super long, so I will go and I will kind of end on this. I remember back in the day when Shaq used to play basketball and he couldn't, you know, he wasn't good on the free throw line. And they, in the playoffs, they started doing a hack-a-shack. I don't know if you remember this or not, but they would foul him all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, put him on the free throw line, right? Because his free throw, you know, his low percentage would, you know, potentially cost him the game, right? And a lot of times those fouls weren't called because, you know, they were saying, you know, oh, that's not a foul. Oh, big he was. And he got it, and he came online, you know, came on TV, and he was like, "Yo, these fouls still hurt, regardless of how big I am, right?" And that was, and so that's what I encapsulate this, right? So, regardless of how big you are, how strong you are, right? I think it's important for people to realize that that level of hurt is still there, right? Because we're still human, right? We're not, we're not, we don't have, you know, you know, iron skin or whatever, right? So, you know. A needle still hurts, words still hurt, intention still hurt. And they think that it's important for us to express that level of hurt with someone we love. And not all, all the time with somebody who hurt you, but, you know, because, you know, like I said, I go through, you know, I have my bouts with, not have my bouts, but I suffer from depression. And so, you know, you recognize the hurts can come from anywhere, right? And it's hard because a lot of our hurts come from way back in the day. Right. Yeah. So, for sure. Thank you. And so I think that as black men, yeah, we definitely need to uh, communicate and open up, right? Show how vulnerable we we are, right? Because we are vulnerable. We're tough, tough (laughs) as hell, but vulnerable as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, (laughs) I appreciate it. For the question, that was a that that was a good. I like the I like the question. Yeah, and yeah, there's so much in that, Um, you know, one, like if we're not expressing our emotions, it's going to, if we're not, you know, consciously expressing our emotions, it's going to come out anyway. Break stuff. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Through aggression. um, And, you know, it's, or like being passive aggressive even, you know, so it's um, just interesting that. You know, right. even like aggression. And we've been taught to be passive aggressive, right? <laughs> we have been taught to be passive aggressive, yeah. right? And I think that it is the acceptance. This is going to sound bad, but I say it with complete love. Accepting us being 100% human mm, yeah. Yeah. is where 
you start, you know, where I feel that we have to break out of that shell and be like, yo, you know, there's things that I don't dig. Right. Right. There's some things that I don't, I shouldn't have to put up with. Right. Or be tough about. Let's say that there's things that I should not have to be tough about. Right. I should not have to stop my crying. Yeah. And you know, so it's all good. Yeah. I was actually, I was actually having an emotional response while you were talking. I was, because, you know, for me, a big part of my art is, you know, kind of throughout or just in these different spaces of my life, at least growing up. I didn't feel that yes. I was able to, you know, express myself. So having, you know, that space through my songs to fully do that and not have to put on any like airs or what's socially acceptable type of thing. So, you know. Oh, no, no, yeah, I've, I've, heard, I've heard it in your lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen. <laughs> Believe me, that's one thing I do is I listen, you know. I don't just start jamming and be like, okay, double click, double click, double click, double click. It's like, Hold on, hold on. What did you just say? Oh wow, you know, because I because I appreciate the wordplay of expression as well, right? And because I feel like that's something that I you know don't really I'm not strong at, right? I'm just if you step on my toe and you hurt you hurt me, you step on my toe and you hurt me. That's how, that's how it was written, right? But you know, but it's like you say, but we do what we do, right? So it allows me to appreciate what everybody has to offer. Mm -hmm. And um, let me see. And yeah, that's, you know, real to the point that you were talking about, because it is a, a big societal issue about people not seeing the, or downplaying the pain that Black people feel, and that's, you know, deadly, and that's, you know, we've seen that with oh, people not being yes. able to breathe and dying by the police, and, you know, also with, you know, there's a big issue with Black women, or doctors not believing you know black women when they um say like i'm in pain and they're not getting the, the adequate treatment which i don't understand right i don't understand and and so you can choose to do a dissection as you want but i don't understand for the fact that one there's it's like we so being that we never black women never really complain about pain when they complain about pain, you have to assume that they're in worse pain, right? But I think, like you said, I, I think that my thing is this, and I'm going to be 100% honest. I believe that if you looked at the George Floyd video, the picture, and that did not move you to be upset, then nothing's going to move you. Like, if, even if you sit there and say, you know what, you could come up with the worst thing, right? Because we've seen bombers who like kill like we've we've seen people who shot up schools treated so much better, right? right. And we know, yeah. and we know, and a lot of times this this the same logic that anybody I, I can't see how the same logic anybody used with George Floyd you wouldn't use with someone who you know has just shot up a school and like hey he's right here right and I feel that um and so for me to find uh, peace and love in this situation is terrible but this is what it is is I feel that knowing it or not I feel kind of like if you voted for Trump in 2020 you're a racist i don't know what level but you, but you are right because if you if you saw everything that's coming about and you're like you know what i'm still going to support him after you know after everything then i feel like you know what you have race issues and and that's cool for you if that's what you believe in and then i feel that from there it's basically like giving everybody a clean space, right? It's like, you know what? So you can stay over there, I stay over here. And anybody who crosses the line of love, then it's like, okay, you may not have known what, what you were doing, right? You may not have known, right? Because because it still boggles me that um, we had an opportunity to put the first female president in office. I don't know what was in Hillary's emails or not. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, right? But we chose not to do that. <laughs> right and so it was and, and, right 
and and so now we're in a situation where we have Kamala Harris as the first black female or first female vice president, right? Black and South Asian. And um, and I feel there's something that we 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 got right. Mm-hmm. And I feel that, and I'm not saying as far as the politics. I'm saying as far as the glass ceiling and as far as the visual of America seeing everyone mm-hmm. in a certain way. And I think that um, I do have one story and then I kind of end with this. So I went to school, went to college in West Virginia, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, so that's interesting, you know, and, um, and of course, you know, I guess give me a quick backstory from the story, you know, so Potter Casey is name of the town in North Carolina that my grandparents and my father was born in. My grandparents were born in, but my parents were, uh, my father grew up in, right? They were sharecroppers. They, you know, cotton and tobacco. And so that level of truth is the reason why, you know, I carry so proudly, right? My dad, you know, you know, super mom, mom and dad, college graduate, but civil rights as well. And then, you know, t- so with the knowledge of that, and then me going to school in West Virginia. So I have, you know, this 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 basis, right? And I remember um, one day being there and there was this gentleman who came in, white dude, and uh, he was staring at everyone, right? And we were like, oh, you know, cause being stared at wasn't a rare thing, you know, in West Virginia, right? But he was staring, right? And, cause we were on campus. And uh, actually, he was on the football team, right? And so we we're in the locker room, and he was staring, and we we're like, you know, he was just re- was recruited, and we asked, and we we're like, yo, what's wrong with you, right? You know, because, you know, we're not gonna just let him stare and not say nothing, right? You know how we do. And, and um, and he said, where I'm from, I have never seen a black person in person, only on the news. So I thought you guys were either Michael Jordan or criminals. Those are the two things that he, that he thought, right? And so with that, it's profound, but it's also, it made me say, oh, okay. So if the news is feeding you who we are, then yeah, we're naturally gonna have issues, right? Because the news doesn't go to the worst parts of America and film, this is how white folks are, right? But the, you know what I mean? Right, and yeah. so I think that, um, so I think with that perception right there, it also puts a level of responsibility on myself to make sure that uh, I blur all those lines, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so, and I think the easiest way to blur those lines outside of politics is how you treat me with love, right? And I, and I feel that I'm very good with vibes. You know, some people don't like it, right? Because there's some people who can walk in a room and be like, yeah, I don't even mess with that dude. I don't even know him or I don't even mess with her, right? But it's a vibe that it's like, nah, right? But I think, but I, but I always see the vibe of love. And so when you have that, because, you know, I have faith in God, right? I'm a firm believer, you know, get religious a little bit here. I'm a firm believer that the meaning of life, you know, being in a follower of Jesus Christ, the meaning of life is to show love to others, right? Because that's what he did, right? So anybody saying, hey, what's the meaning of life? To show love to others. That's it. Right, right. And so... Um, I, so I, I seek it and I offer it. And I think that anybody who's on that vibe, I'm cool with, right? Because I think that, you know, more importantly to defend huge categories is that, you know, I need you to recognize that I'm a human first and how you and I interact is super important because I have a family, I have people depending on me. So whatever perception you have, shouldn't carry over to me and i'm going to make sure that you recognize you know who i st- you know what i stand with and i stand with love and compassion and uh and fun right so i'm not sitting here looking to have deep talks you know i'm looking to have a good time and keep things rolling right make memories right <laughs> exactly right, that was deep Whew. Whew, that was deep <laughs> exactly and um you know and you know, you're, it just seems like, you know, it's just so much comes, you know, out of you, you know, this commitment to expressing <laughs> love, you know, so, you know, and I think it's something yeah. that is important and, um, you know, an image that, you know, we need to see, um, so, 
it's something, yeah, I think it's important and appreciate about me. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's the, you know, it's the basis of my platform, I guess, right? Yeah. Let's see. Um, anything that you want the people to know? Um, anything we didn't touch on that you, you think you know, you'd want to share? Um, of course, I got to get better at this. Uh, I'm going to use your harmonic heart to start this. And that is because we're all bad at promoting ourselves. Right. Right. Oh, so, yeah, definitely, you know, share. I know you, I know you announced it and I know you don't have like a little joint underneath the uh, picture, but I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to help myself. Right. You know, yes. um, you can find me on Instagram. Make sure you check out my Instagram page at Potter Casey Slade music. And if you definitely, if you follow uh, my man, Chris, you'll see, you'll find me. You can find me on Facebook, nah, Facebook, but uh, Facebook at Potter Casey Slade and, um, I really, you know, appreciate, you know, you, Chris, and Harmonic Heart, and everybody that you have, you know, behind the scenes. I know you got a team that you work with. Um, I really appreciate, you know, you guys having me on. And I think that uh, anything that I said that upset you, take it to heart. Anything I said that you like, take it to heart. And um, that's it, you know, much love. Much love, much love, love you all. Love you, Chris, my brother. Yes. Be easy, man. All right. Love you too, man. And I appreciate you. So glad we got to have you on. <laughs> all right, thank you.